0: Hello, good lady. Can you please let me know how many days there are in a
1: fortnight? Hello, hello, hello. It's 14.
0: Vegetarian Zen, episode number fortnight. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips
1: for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was horrible. That was so bad for all of our East Ender friends. I am so sorry. If we have any listeners in the East End of London, I'm so sorry. That was, like, <laughs> the worst Cockney accent ever. So apologies didn't know all what around. We
0: do. We were stuck. And I did not want to say 14 in Spanish, and I still don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just for that, I'm going to make her say 14 uh, so, in Spanish on the next episode. So please
0: no hate mail. I know we sounded horrible. <laughs> yes, we
1: did. That was bad. Yeah, and we don't have, like, really bad Texas accents. But, you know, if you want to just, like, fire those at us, uh, go ahead. We can take it. We'll take it. Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe we'll
1: do an episode... Um, one time in all like southern accents. Oh and really gosh, drive away I'd our probably listeners. just
0: do as just as bad with that, actually. <laughs> Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen and this is episode number fourteen. And the title of our podcast for today are Top Myths About Vegetarianism. And some of these I will tell you are things that I believed prior to becoming a vegetarian, so we're happy to share these with you. Um, but first we have some
1: updates. Larissa. We do. We always do. Uh, Well, we don't have any new ratings this week, but we are so grateful for the five-star ratings that we have so far. We have 15 of them. And uh, just wanted to remind you, if you are listening to us and you're enjoying it, it would really help us out tremendously if you would just uh, go on iTunes, if you listen on iTunes, and leave us a comment and a rating uh, if you feel we deserve it. Because that would really help us move up in iTunes, what's hot we are off of we've been on podcast, we're, we've been podcasting now long enough so that we are off of the new and noteworthy. But now we're on what's hot. So we're trying to work our way up what's hot like we did in new and noteworthy. And if you, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you'll know that we made it to number one several times in the fitness and nutrition category in new and noteworthy. So let's let's help get us up there, please. in uh, what's hot. Uh, Let's see. Um, Upcoming events, as we've been talking about and will be talking about for the next few weeks. National Kale Day is October 2nd. Uh, I had my first, um, uh, not Skype, uh, Google Hangout with the board members and ambassadors for National Kale Day last Friday. And it was awesome. It was so cool. That was the first Hangout I've ever done. Um, I can't wait to do the next one this coming Friday. So we'll be working on some more events for that and and getting a lot of promotional activities out there. And we may actually be doing something here. I'm not going to say anything yet because I don't know for sure. But hopefully by next podcast recording, um, we'll have some more details on that for all of our local uh, people.
0: Google Hangouts is something we've just started experiment, uh, experimenting with as well. So if you are on Google Hang or Google Plus, we would greatly appreciate you following us, and we'd be happy to include you in our what do you call them circles? Circles, yeah. yes, we'll circle you. Yep. So we'll, we'll circle, circle the wagons you. around you. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so that's something that Vicki Vicky and I would really love to get into later on uh, once we get some more followers on Google. On Google is to do some Hangouts ourselves. So that would be a really great way to connect with you guys directly. Okay, um, other updates. Uh, I don't know if i mentioned this before, but I am a member of the content writing team for uh, the website veggieboards.com, and I published my first article a couple of weeks ago, um, and I will link to that on our page, and the title of the article is How to Love a Pig When the Answer Isn't Bacon. And I had so much fun writing it. But uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is is ties into National Kale Day is that my next article, which I'll be writing here shortly and publishing, will be about National Kale Day. And again, I'll put a link on that on our show notes. Um, So look for that coming up. Okay, the next
0: order of business is that we wanted to follow up on some uh, an email we'd received from one of our followers. And she's been with us from the beginning of our show, she stated, for her email. Her name is Danielle Freed. And she sent us an email asking us about bottled juices and if there are any that we would recommend because she lives in a small town and that uh, the resources and her time is also limited and she was looking for some bottled juices. Well, first of all, I want to thank Danielle because she has, she did mention she's been a follower from us from the beginning. It's inspired her to adapt a vegetarian lifestyle. So really appreciate that. And also, Danielle had left us, you might recall from our last podcast, left, left us a five-star rating. So thank you so much. For yes that.
1: danielle thank you but i did
0: send her back an email and i just wanted to kind of share some of that stuff with you guys because i think it's very it was a great question and i think some of that uh some of what i sent her back would be beneficial to others essentially what i mentioned to her is that larissa and i do not drink bottled juices of vegetable or fruit we uh, make our own fresh because there are Obviously, some advantages, quite a few. If you think about anything that you have to put on a shelf, has to be preserved in some way, so that, or 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 pasteurized, or whatever, whatever process mm-hmm. for pre- preservation to make sure it stays on your shelf for a while. And so, with juices, with juices, those are usually go through a high heat pasteurization process. And you might recall in our in our uh, podcast on juicing that we talked about how even the Even the centrifugal juicers heat up the juice enough to where it kills a lot of the nutrients. So you can imagine when these companies are trying to keep the juice... To be able to be preserved for over a period of time, they really have to heat these up, which kills a lot of the nutrients in the juice.
1: And if you think about it, when when there's a report of contaminated water somewhere, what is the first thing they tell you to do? They tell you boil your water to kill the the germs. Yeah. And that's what they've got to do to to help preserve these things.
0: Exactly. And while they kill a lot of those things that would could cause diseases or um or they spoilage, kill the good stuff.
1: Yeah. what's that? They kill the good stuff too. They
0: kill the good stuff as well, mm-hmm. right? Now she specifically asked about naked, and the other one I went ahead and responded naked juice. That mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I wanted to clarify that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> juicing uh, naked. Since, yeah, juicing naked. That's, that's a that's whole other not podcast. Good naked, yeah. and that's not a video
1: podcast either. <laughs>
0: Uh, naked juice. And I went ahead and responded with Odwala as well. And both of those companies are owned respectively by PepsiCo and Coca-Cola. And what's important to note about that is that these two companies both supported Proposition 37 in California, which um, essentially supported the use of GMOs. In, and actually, 37 had to do with being very Lately. transparent about right. what what foods are do contain GMOs, mm-hmm. and so they they use GMOs, and they also use non-organic fruits and vegetables, which means that when you're drinking these juices, you're essentially ingesting pesticides, pesticides. as well. Mm-hmm. So you're taking out the nutrients, and you're adding pesticides and and, and sometimes, in some cases, modified organisms, right? And in some cases, some preserva- some preservatives. Not right. in these two juices as much, but there are juices mm-hmm. uh, off the shelf that do cre- create some preservatives. So essentially, the guidance I gave her, while I didn't want to steer her toward any brands that we hadn't tried ourselves. I told her that what she should do is look at the label. The ideal healthy juice label should contain, um, should say that it contains 100% fruit juice or vegetable, contains no additives, is not from concentrate, includes puree or pulp, is USDA organic, and contains no added sugar. Mm -hmm. Fruits have enough sugar in themselves, which is also why you don't want to overdose on uh, fruit juices
1: and for Pete's sake, look out for anything that says high fructose corn syrup. You know that's that's like the biggest biggie no no. Right. Um, of added sugar so
0: so thanks again danielle the other thing she had mentioned was she asked if we would do um, something on beans because uh, that is obviously a big source of protein for vegetarians and also vegans and that inspired us to want to do something on that so be look be looking out for a future podcast on dedicated to beans the health aspects of beans and also some recipes okay so let's go ahead and get into our main topic Oh, I think I almost just slipped into my Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that.
1: <laughs> don't do that. Don't ever do that again. All right. Anyway, main topic biggest myths about vegetarianism. All right. So
0: the first myth, and this is the most common comment, question, belief, however you put it, mm-hmm. uh, is that vegetarians don't get enough protein. Wrong. Now, exactly. Well, Big X. Uh,
1: you know, I, I say wrong, but. Anybody could potentially not get enough protein if you don't eat the
0: right things. That's true, but the average American actually gets more protein than they need. So in podcast seven, you might recall that we really go into some detail about the different types of proteins and how vegetarians get their proteins. The truth is the typical American gets way more meat mm-hmm. than they should be getting. Um, yes, animal protein is an easy way to ensure that you're getting all of the amino acids, but there are other ways mm-hmm. that you can do that. Healthier Essential ways. amino acids, that is. Really the key to ensuring that you're uh, getting all the protein that you need is that you're just eating a wide variety of whole foods, and that your and that is to support your activity level. So if you are more, if you work out more during the week, you lift weights, you run, you want to make sure that you're eating a wide variety of whole foods and that support your lifestyle. And that you're eating enough of them. Right. Uh, most Americans, as I said, get more protein that they need. There are several star athletes in fact there's a website i found i can't remember the name of it right off my off the top of my head but that had a list of top athletes mm-hmm. Billie jean king was one mm-hmm. we posted on our facebook page <laughs> arian foster from the houston texans mm-hmm. running back one of the top running backs a lot of these folks I know there are, are a lot of runners yes runners bodybuilders all sorts of athletes that have been adapting a more plant-based lifestyle even if they a plant-based diet lifestyle is, yeah Right. <laughs> um, Even if it's not
1: 100% vegetarian.
0: Exactly. So, again, just to recap from Podcast 7, listen. feel free to pull up that podcast because we go into a lot more detail, but just to give you some ideas of where protein can come from. We have lentils, have over 30% protein, tempeh, chickpeas, nuts, tofu, quinoa, legumes, grains, soy milk has over 30% protein, whole wheat pasta has 15% protein, and spirulina, a whopping 60 percent protein mm. now that is something i have been including in smoothies it makes it very bright green larissa will not try it yeah. she's very particular about those types of things but i will tell you that i get a really good dose of energy from spirulina and i truly cannot taste it now i do mix it typically with soy milk <clears throat> coconut water banana so there are other things that have a pretty good taste to them mm-hmm. and if you're turned off by a green, you probably won't like the way this looks, but I promise you it does not taste bad. It tastes actually really good to me. Okay, moving on to the next myth. It's hard being a vegetarian because vegetarian diets are boring and you can't eat anything good. That's not true. Not true. Big X. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and In fact, it's completely the opposite. As long as you have an open mind and you're willing to try things, I think that's the most important thing about this one. And when uh, and Vicky will tell you, and I think she has told you before, I have done like a 180. Since we became vegetarians, because before I would not eat vegetables, I mean, only the starchy ones I liked, you know, and I had just gotten I'll be 42 next month. And I had just gotten over the last couple years to the point where I could eat like salads, But I still didn't like onions on them and and tomatoes and cucumbers and all that. Well, once we became vegetarians, I just, it's like something just snapped, you know, and.
0: In a good way, snapped. In a
1: good way, in a good way, (laughs) yes. I'm not laying on the floor in pieces. But I just, I became so much more open and I cook all kinds of things. And I eat and I actually enjoy broccoli now, which I despised before as Newman says in Seinfeld vile weed uh, and it really that's how I felt about broccoli and now I, I like it I actually cook it for myself when Vicki's not home you know but all kinds of things so you just have to be willing to try new things.
0: Yeah and for the first time I'm 40-ish. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, I tried Thai food. I had gone my whole life without trying Thai food. And
1: I lived in Thailand when I was little.
0: And that's not to say that I had to become a vegetarian to to try Thai food. What I'm saying is that it made me want to be more creative so that I could be sure that I wasn't getting bored with it. Because this is one of those myths that I bought into quite a bit before I became a vegetarian. And that is that every vegetarian meal was nothing but steamed vegetables. Okay, so again, this has become a very exciting experience for us, and we also have supplemented our meals with juicing and smoothies, which mm-hmm. are as creative as it gets for me. I mean, it is like that has been the funnest thing to me because you do most of the cooking mm-hmm. in the house, but I always do my own. I don't even let you do my juices no, she doesn't and my want smoothies me to do. because it's so much fun.
1: Yeah. Well, and and um, the the possibilities are really endless with that. You can combine any thing with anything except don't try to juice a banana sort
0: of now remember in the healthy juices bible there is a section on what not yeah. to combine yeah i have glanced at that it is a good resource quite honestly i mean usually a lot of it comes from what we have mm-hmm. so i'll mix those but I'm, i probably will create something pretty rank one day
1: yeah i just, <laughs> it just, I'm just hasn't happened yet i'm just picturing the sims i don't know if anybody's <laughs> played the sims out there where you you have to cook something and you make it and it's like it turns green and like smoke comes out of it and anybody eats it throws up yeah, yeah one of these days Some, someday I'll do that but
0: luckily I haven't done that
1: but something else that we've done is um, we started taking cooking classes and uh, Green Vegetarian Cuisine here in town the vegetarian restaurant uh, sponsors these or has holds these cooking classes and they're um, not expensive because you get a meal out of it and it's basically a demo class and we've done I did one on tofu and then the last one we did was on Tex-Mex Um, And then there'll be one coming up on on vegan Thanksgiving, which we're really excited to go to as well.
0: Yeah, because we host Thanksgiving at our house every year. We've done it
1: for 11 years.
0: Right. And we're going to continue to do that. But obviously, we're not going to cook a turkey. But we will supply some, hopefully, very exciting and tasty sides. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's we're moving on to the next myth. Vegetarianism has to be all or nothing. This is another one I bought into, probably because I just tended to have an all or nothing mindset in the past. Vegetarianism does not have to be all or nothing. In fact, the reason we created this podcast was because we had a lot of friends and family that were very veg curious, that were curious about vegetarianism, wanted to start adapting a healthier lifestyle, Mm -hmm. saw the changes that we were making, saw the changes that were starting to happen in us, and started asking a lot of questions. And we wanted to create a peaceful place for people to be able to come and just just ask questions and share resources and all sorts of things like that so i've gotten we've gotten some feedback from some of our followers that while they're not necessarily vegetarian vegetarian that they have gone meat, had meatless meals right. and started to adapt a more plant-based diet
1: right and in fact our good friend danielle um, our, our longtime listener, Danielle, uh, said in her review on on iTunes that her boyfriend has actually gone vegetarian at home with her, uh, you know, not necessarily full-time vegetarian, which is fine. Um, but at home. So, you know, it's, it's a process and he may decide at one point to be, or he may not. And, you know, it's, it's all up to you. It's a very personal choice, but it doesn't have to be done all at once. Right. Or it doesn't have to be done all or nothing at all. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Moving on to the next myth. Vegetarians want to make everyone else vegetarian and will get in your face about it.
1: In your face. <laughs> in your face. No, we don't do that.
0: No, we don't. And again, going back to a quote I've used in previous podcasts by Mother Teresa, who said, I was once asked why I don't participate in anti-war demonstrations. I said that I will never do that. But as soon as you have a pro-peace rally, I'll be there. That is the basic mantra that underlies vegetarian zen. Right. We really wanted to create a place where people just felt very comfortable asking questions, didn't have to say they were even on a path towards vegetarianism or veganism. They were just interested in making small changes along the way. We know (laughs)
1: that we are
0: eventually going to piss off some hardcore, militant, vegan, vegetarian people by not talking more about animal rights and the cru- cruelty of animal farming. And we know these are big topics. In fact, that is the primary reason that Larissa and I became vegetarians. Mm-hmm. But we also understand that the message needs to be delivered in different ways. And we we don't all get that from having somebody screaming in our faces about something. Right. You know.
1: In fact, a lot of times that will make people not do something just because... You know, they feel like they're being forced, and we don't want to do that. Exactly. And it's like we've said before, and like I just said a minute ago, it's a very personal decision. And that's the way we both feel about it. And, you know, if you want to do something like this, if you decide it's for health reasons, that's fine. If you decide it's be- because animals are harmed, you know, um, or treated badly, In the um, beef industry or the meat industry or dairy or whatever it is. Poultry, all
0: of them really are. Even the fish farms is, you know, is something. But again, the purpose of this podcast is more to accentuate the positives of a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. as opposed to the negatives of eating meat. Because I think we know the negatives. People have known for a long time that too much meat is bad for you. But by the same token, maybe just haven't heard enough of the positives of of living a plant-based lifestyle. Right. And let me also just close this by saying that I totally respect people with a harsher message than mm-hmm. ours that focus on animal animal rights animal animal cruelty. I think those are very important messages to have out there. It's just that we're trying to we're trying to address this topic in a different way. So mm-hmm. we hope you can respect that because we certainly respect your position. We just have a different position.
1: Right. Well, and it, it doesn't mean that we don't care it means that we just want to express a different viewpoint right okay so the next
0: myth is milk is necessary for bone health and i'm going to let you take this one larissa because <laughs> you are you were a big time milk connoisseur
1: i was a milk hog no, I wasn't, I wasn't a connoisseur. I didn't let it, like, I didn't savor it long enough. I was just, like, guzzling milk by the gallon. And, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. You'd you know? go through
0: two or three gallons a oh, week yeah. by oh, yourself because I wasn't Yeah, because you
1: don't drink milk. Um, but uh, one of the things is about milk is that so many people are, are allergic. So many people are lactose intolerant. And um, there are a lot of people who can't drink it to begin with. Which I mean, in and of itself right there, that just tells you, okay, well, do we really need this? You know, do we really need cow's milk? And the answer is actually no. Uh, and then you've got the the, the schools and the, the um, FDA and all the you know, the, the government saying, well, you have to have it for calcium. Well, not really. I mean, um, milk has a lot of sugar. It's high in sugar. So if you're diabetic, that's going to raise your blood sugar. And I am diabetic, I'm type two diabetic. Uh, So milk was definitely bad for me. And so when I stopped drinking milk that, you know, that had a positive effect on my blood sugar, because I was drinking a lot of it, even though I was diabetic. You know, as far as bone health goes, you don't need a whole lot of calcium for bone health. Vitamin D and exercise are actually vital for maintaining strong healthy bones
0: yeah and my doctor actually it was a couple of years ago that i was diagnosed with a low with a vitamin d deficiency i mm-hmm. should say and my doctor did not emphasize calcium you would think in, at my age in my mm-hmm. mid-30s <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're getting younger uh, yeah, and younger yeah. by As the this minute here goes
0: on i'm getting younger It's gonna be five <laughs> by the
1: time we're done
0: <laughs> uh She recommended vitamin D supplements and to make sure I was getting out. And, of course, you know, it's one of those things where when you're a kid, you don't even have to think twice. When I was a kid, there was no video games or anything like that. Of course, now I just put myself back in the decade that I belong. (laughs) (laughs) There was no video games, anything like that. So we were outside. As soon as she got home, you were outside. didn't have to worry about vitamin D. What's that? But now I was thinking, when she told me that, I thought, what do you mean I don't get enough sunlight? And then I thought, I go from a garage here to a covered garage at work. Yeah. And even when I walk, because I do walk usually at work on breaks, I'm walking in a garage because it's usually too hot to be outside. So I don't get a lot of sunlight. Right. Therefore, I made sure that I was starting to get out in the sun more. But again, that's one of those myths. And you have to remember, and you have that the federal government not only supports the milk industry by spending more money on dairy than any other item in the school health program, but they also contribute to much of the free propaganda. hmm all of that stuff that you, the subsidies that um, in schools are well into the millions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just remember where those messages are coming from. When you hear these things like milk does a body good and all of that, you have to remember that that's the dairy
1: industry right. that's telling right. you that, of course. Right. Well, and now uh, just be sure um, to take away from this. We're not telling you that you don't need calcium. That's not our message here. We still need calcium. Uh, Vicky and I take a calcium supplement in, in our, our multivitamin. You know, we take vitamins every morning, um, and that's one is calcium in there. But you don't need huge, giant amounts of calcium. In fact, too much can be harmful as well. Yes. So, um, just and you
0: certainly sh- don't need it through milk. Exactly. Okay, so let's get to the last myth here. This is one of my favorites, especially being here in Texas where meat is... God. (laughs) Yeah. Real men eat meat. Don't they? What's that? Real
1: men eat meat.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about the Seinfeld episode Uh where Elaine tells Jerry, women don't respect salad eaters. Uh Where he orders a salad at lunch Uh and it's like haunting him because now he thinks his date is... uh, Thinks he's a wuss. Exactly. Just a salad.
1: Well, and you know, um, you're probably too young to remember this. but um, Because I'm five now? Back in the 80s. (laughs) Back in the 80s, there was a, I think it was a book or something called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. Yes. And yeah. So that was the whole thing in the 80s is manly be a man and don't, you know, and bold, you know what, you know, <laughs> whatever. Okay.
0: Okay. So let's move into our next segment, which is the recipe, recipe of, of
1: the week. week. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so this week, I am just getting all kinds of awesome up in here. And I'm going to make vegetarian lasagna. Yummy. And I've actually been trying to make it for two days. But um, we've been like yesterday, we went out and did some stuff. And today we had oh Vicky grilled out today for football. And so anyway, I'm going to make it tomorrow. And what I do is I have just a basic lasagna recipe that I've like kind of tweaked up and changed and and made a bunch of substitutions to make it better. So um, what I do, and I'll have all my changes, and then I'll have the options. So it calls for a just jar of sauce. Okay, well, I make a fresh tomato sauce. And I'll have the recipe for that. So if you want to do the fresh fine, it takes a while, you know, or if you don't have time, just use a jar. Uh, I also this version is not strictly vegan, but it's really easy to make it vegan. But what I'm going to do for mine is I'm going to, instead of using ricotta, I'm going to use regular mozzarella cheese, regular dairy cheese, and regular Parmesan. But instead of using dairy uh, ricotta, I'm going to make tofu ricotta. And I'll have the instructions on how to make that as well. So you can use either one. So it's kind of a mix and match recipe. And then the vegetables that I'll be using are fresh spinach, fresh zucchini sliced, and sliced mushrooms. Fresh. Everything fresh, 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 fresh. Um so I'll have the recipe put up there in the show notes and it'll be on our website of course
0: we'll also post it on pinterest if you yep. have not been to our pinterest
1: boards they are filling up and we are getting a lot of followers oh my gosh vicky she, she's amazing she she does so much stuff on pinterest and every day it's just pin 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 it's pin it's fun It pin. she it is, it looks <laughs> fun i'm busy doing you know website stuff and other stuff and and hopefully i'll be doing some more some guest posts soon but vicky's like all over that pinterest like What do they say on Seinfeld? Like a pit bull on a poodle? (laughs) That's bad. I don't know where that comes from. But but no, she's all over it. And uh, check it out because there's so much cool stuff on there. Yeah, so we'll post it. And we'll even post a
0: picture of the actual Larissa's lasagna Mm -hmm. when it comes out. Okay, so that is the recipe of the week. Now, there's a bonus that I have for you today. And that is a resource of the week. Because I am totally jazzed about this resource. And I should tell you, I am an iPhone apps geek. I try a lot of different apps because I love apps. They're so awesome. And the resource of the week that I wanna offer you uh, is called Lift. It's Lift, L-I-F like Frank, T like Tom. And it says Lift-Personal Trainer. What this is, is it helps you to track things that you want to, it's kind of like a goal tracker. Um, it, it, I, I'm not really goal tracker. No, it it's helps more you
1: develop a, ha- habits.
0: It's a Good habit. Habits. It's a habit tracker, and what you do is you can get what's really cool about it is I was using something called Don't Break the Chain for a while, which is nice. It was essentially just like a little calendar, and you it would X when you would do your one goal. But the one the thing th- think about that is that. It would only track one goal. You couldn't name the goal. And it was just you kind of like tracking it on your own, which is fine. I mean, I was holding myself accountable. And I was writing. I get up early before I go to work, probably at least two hours before I go to work every Monday through Friday. And I write. And this, the Don't Break the Chain app helped me to stay with that for almost 30 days in a Mm -hmm. row. But then I found this app because I'd heard several other podcasters talking about this. And what I really love about it, first, it lets you track multiple habits. So on mine, I have meditating. I have juicing. I have read a book for 30 minutes, set priorities for your day, and write in the morning.
1: I want to do mine. Can I do mine? Yes. Can I I say mine? Yes. Okay. Okay, I have go to the gym, which I have yet to do one on here. But I just set it up this morning. (laughs) I have make a juice. I have do my morning pages, which is journal writing, um, and write my to do list.
0: Awesome. The second cool thing about this is that there are people that are have the same goals. So like if you can search, like, for example, Morning Pages is mm-hmm. one that I, that's my writing in the morning. And this concept came from a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. If you haven't checked that book out, it's amazing. It's about creativity. it in the show notes. Yeah, it's a really good book. Uh, but essentially, it's just journal writing, free, uh, like free journal writing, ideally, when you get up in the morning. But there are people out there that are doing the same thing. And what's really cool, it's almost like a Facebook for habits. And so when you say I've done mine for today, you can see all of the people that have that marked as a habit as well. And you can give them props or leave comments. So for example, on my meditation, I meditate for a minimum of 10 minutes a day just to keep my mind kind of still. I checked it off. And then somebody gave me props. And I noticed that he had also meditated. And he mentioned an app that helps him meditate. So I checked out that app, which by the way, I'm going to offer to you guys once I've gone through it a couple of times to make sure that I feel comfortable in endorsing it. But um, it's and, a free app. It's called Headspace. It's not a secret or anything. But um, it's I just haven't done, I've only done that particular app for one day. And I'm going to try it this week too. So yeah. But anyways, the point is, is that there's other people doing it. So you don't feel like you're on an island. It's really cool because you get a little thumbs up when and other people see that you're accomplishing it. So there's some sort of accountability outside of yourself. So again, the name of that app is called Lift. And it's been very inspiring to me this past
1: week. Right. check the involved. show notes. You can. We'll have a link to it that goes to iTunes.
0: Okay, Larissa. Well, I think that does it for our show today.
1: Okay, well.
0: And we promise
1: no more accents for a while. <laughs> oh, come on. I was working on my Indian accent for next week. All right
0: okay until next time all right see you later bye hey veg centers thanks so much for joining us today please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com you can also find us on facebook at facebook forward slash vegetarian zen or on twitter at vegetarian zen until next time wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind